Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by field computer system architect, Stefan Felstad, and we go over the CR7 and CR12 software release 2.1.6.3, otherwise known as CRX. This version has quite a few additions and uh, some various fixes to uh, user interface elements and and things like that. So um, Stefan and I, we really just go over the highlights of everything. Um, We don't get into every single little detail. So if you did want to follow along with us, we have them in in our Raven Precision portal. Then if you were to go in where the manuals and all the documentation is, under CRX, you'll find the version and uh, the release notes for that version. But anyway, I think we'll just jump into the conversation with Stefan. Uh, okay, so we'll just jump into, I'm going to call it CRX, but, I, you know, we have it for CR7 and CR12, uh, version 2.1. And one key thing I want to just maybe just jump into right away, I just I kind of just thought of this. So looking at the website, there are separate downloads. So is that like the CR7 one will not work on a CR12 and vice versa? That is right. Okay. Um, CR7 one wouldn't work on a CR12, and CR12 wouldn't work on CR7. Um, there's, there's, you know, differences between the two, obviously. Yep. Um, not only is the hardware different, but also, you know, the imagery, the images we use and whatnot are also different. Right. Right. Okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure because I, I, I looked and I saw that and I was like, oh, I mean, it makes sense, but I just wanted to, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things that craziness. we, you know, that we. We worked uh, really hard in, uh, in making one Viper 4. So when we had the Viper 4 and the Viper 4 Plus, mm-hmm. we worked really hard and we made this giant download um, for to make it one, right? Right. Um, but we didn't want to force our customers to have to download such a large file. And so we wanted to make just, uh, just separate them out, make two mm-hmm. separate downloads. Um, they're the same software, except for that there's, you know, some added enhancements for the CR12, yep. Yep. right? CR12 gets a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, we didn't want to make our customers download the the extra. Right. Gotcha. Alrighty. Well, let's, uh, let's just jump into the big, probably the, you know, there were quite, there were quite a few additions and uh, some improvements, but we'll probably just hit on. I think maybe the major ones. Sure. Uh, so if uh, just if anybody wants to look through all of these, just go ahead and head to the the Raven portal and get the release notes. I usually try to say to follow along anyway, but um, just so if if anybody is, we can you know just know that we're not going to hit on every single one of these. There's quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few different things. And, we you do. know. Yeah, and I mean it's just like this was maybe just a, a minor fix that maybe a handful of people experienced, but still fix it yep uh, and things like that but um but yeah let's just we'll just jump into probably the main big ones so uh the first feature so the automatic day night mode can now be selected now is that is that based off of a time is that is that what is that how that's working or is there i don't remember we don't have a sensor or anything in there like a light sensor no there's no sensor in there okay i was just thinking it was probably based off of a you know you set it to uh, this time I want it to switch and 
and vice versa. All right, well, Matt from the future is going to come in here, and I will, I will, uh, or he, I will say, it's not okay. me, it's Matt from the future. Matt from the future can yeah, come in we'll and, come and in answer and, that question. Yep. All right, so Matt from the future here. I talked to some of the other CRX developers, and actually what this automatic day-night mode does is you set it, and it'll be working off of your GPS position, and then there's a little bit of math magic that kind of figures out where the sun is. So when you enable that setting, you'll have uh, you'll have an additional slider that you can set it to uh, so many minutes before what sunset would be and so many minutes after. So kind of the preference with uh, if you have daylight savings time or if it's just not quite uh, spot on, I should say, uh, that that's actually what's going on there. So there's no, it's not going off of uh, just the time zone or anything like that, or there's no light sensor. Uh, so what it's, like I said, what it's doing is it's going off of your GPS because that's going to have your location and it's also going to have time associated with it. So, uh, and then on our end, we just do the math and we figure out where the sun is. And that's it. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, Matt, from the future. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one, we added the ability to import multiple lines from a, from a shapefile uh, for guidance line use. So, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, just this feature kind of uh, came um, basically out of our Brazil market. Okay. And so our Brazil market had requested that um, we work with a company. Um, and basically what we've done is we've added the ability to import uh, basically guidance lines would be driven uh, from a shapefile. Okay. And so um, the lines actually can be exported on Slingshot um, in the shapefile. And basically, so if you go out and you drive an entire field and you make sure and you turn on and off your sections for just the just the areas that you actually want to steer to, mm-hmm. um, you can actually export uh, the LP shapefile LP lines, I think is what it's called, shape okay. file. And then you can actually reload those into the CR7, CR12. And once you turn, it'll find that line and you'll be able to drive that exact line. Okay. So um, some of our companies are using that. They're exporting those lines and they're putting them into software packages. Software packages are adjusting those lines mm-hmm. and moving it maybe over. So, for example, a planter line. Um they can go out there and actually plant with that planter line. They can load that line up in the software package. The software package then will convert it into two lines. So okay, they're you know because combine widths are probably only half of maybe half of the sprayer or mm-hmm. half of the planter. So therefore, they'll convert it into two lines so that the combines can drive directly down it. Okay, and can steer. Nice. So um, kind of goes to the ability to start pre-planning things more. Oh sure. Okay. Oh, it makes sense. Uh, so then uh, we sort of to mirror what we've been doing on the Viper 4, we've added a non-screen switch box. And that's just, is I'm assuming that's a, a widget, you know, a CRX widget for the job screen? Yep. Yep. That's a CRX widget for the job screen. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very similar um, in nature, actually, to mm-hmm. the Invisio Pro's on-screen switch box. Okay. So it actually is, uh, it allows you to take the fence rows and turn the fence rows off. It divides out the boom um, perfectly. So, okay. So the way this on-screen switch box does is we've tried to make it a lot easier to use. So you don't have to map every switch to every section anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So what this does is this says, all right, you have five sections and you have two switches. So, um, and maybe you have fence rows. So what it's going to do is it's going to assign section one and five to your fence rows and then it'll divide up the rest into your switches. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously if you have five, if you wanted five on screen switches, it would divide it out and you'd have one per section. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had three and what it would do is it take the first, the first switch assign it to one fence row. The last switch assign it to a fence row. And then the middle switch would be for the rest of your machine. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trying to divide it out nice and equally um, to the best of its abilities um, without having to put a lot of effort. Oh, right. And so that's, uh, it's just customizability, right? So if like somebody wants to, they only want to manually control a certain amount of sections, but I'm I'm assuming that uh, so automatic section control would still go section by section, even if you had, say, two or three sections assigned to a single on-screen switch? That's exactly right. Okay. Yep, this is just your manual override. So okay. if you wanted to manually yep. override on-off, um, it's just like the Invisio Pro where you got three states to the switches. You got an off state, an override off, an override on, or an accu. Yep. Okay. Nice. Um, and then probably with some of the on-screen switch box... And that ability to divvy things out uh, as we get into the next point of improving the support for Hawkeye HD. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you know that some there's well there's probably tons of customization that can go into that. But what uh, with the switch box, I should say, I'll leave the switch box alone. I'm getting out of I'm getting off hand here. Uh, so what what exactly went into um improving the performance so that it could work with H- with Hawkeye HD. Well, as you can imagine, when you're talking about uh, 106 nozzles and yeah. three different products, um, we're talking about over 300 different things that we got to look up, and we're right. doing that at a rate of 10 times ten times per second. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of math, a lot of calculation to try to figure out where the where these things are going to be at, right. taking into account the look-aheads and all of those types of things. And so it comes out to be a lot of math. Right. Um, and so... What happened is is that um, what we've done is we've we've made some changes so that we can uh, combine things together a little bit better, and okay. so now we're able to actually do uh, three products and 106 nozzles um, without without any issues. So um, where beforehand we were seeing, and after you get up to two products uh, and 100 nozzles, it was starting to lag on the screen, so the screen would look a little laggy. Oh sure, um, it. If I remember right, it still would apply pretty well, but it was just the screen was laggy. Mm. And so we've done some performance improvements to to help a screen to draw correctly and to um, increase it also to be uh, so that we can do that three products, 106 nozzles. Okay. Which generally most of our most of our people that are buying CR series, um, they're they're well below that. Sure, sure. Um. And we so we've also added the ability to take a screenshot, and this is using the power button. So, um, uh, is that just a? Kind of, I'm I'm thinking of Viper Four. You know, you press the power button, you get a pop up dialog. Yep, that's asks, exactly right. It's okay. the same type of thing. You press the power button, get a pop up dialog. You can shut down or take your screenshot, and uh, so. Um, we do that so that you can take screenshots of errors that you have, mm-hmm. any type of issues that you might have or see, and so um, things that you want to you know particularly point out. 
Right. Um, and so that kind of helps us, um, uh, the engineers, to mm-hmm. to be able to see what's happening in the field. Right. Yeah, and I mean, some people, they they do it for, you know, if they want to put little guides together for, you know, like I'd say, like a co-op, they want to put guides together for their entire group or... Or another good one is um, uh, settings, setting screens. They'll take pictures of setting screens. You know, we always used to say, you know, just pull out your camera phone. Almost everybody has one. Yeah. I still know some flip phone users. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but some, most of those have cameras on them too. But, you know, it's like just take pictures of all your setting screens if you ever need to move it or, you know, reset it or, or whatever. Um, you want to be careful with this one because right now it holds a total of a 10 pictures okay before it'll start rolling over and deleting out those pictures oh okay and so you want to make sure that that when you take screenshots if you're taking them for those that you get them offloaded this was a lot more for uh for a an issue Um, sure it was kind of on the issue side and so once you export it to try to get your files or try to get your photos Mm -hmm. um i believe they're in a diagnostics folder so you got to export diagnostics you can't just export a, a, a photo in this case so um, but if our users, you know, want to start using it more and more for settings and whatnot, then we probably will look at easier ways of export. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to apologize in advance if I've stirred up that pot <laughs> just by saying that. No, that's actually a great thing. Like I said, uh, you know, we, we listen to our users. Mm-hmm. And so if our, if our users are the ones that come back and say, hey, we want you to spend some time on that, right? We, we think it's a valuable right. thing then we're going to do that because mm-hmm. that's what that's what we're here for. We're here to listen to our customers and make sure that they're taken care of. Right. But I, I totally get, you know, having uh, only a certain amount of them because, uh, you know, uh, just, well, they're I'm assuming they're PNG files. So yeah. they're, they're relatively small, but, you know, you don't want to just keep building up your, your system memory, you know, your storage with picture, 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 picture. Right. You yep. know. Yep, we so want to make sure that we're using as uh, as little as possible. I mean, mm. a lot of these devices are getting more and more storage, but we still want to we still want to reduce it. Right, right. Uh, probably just uh, do you have something you wanted to? I guess the only uh, the last thing that I really um, put on here uh, is maybe the GS Lite uh, support. Um, okay. Basically, we just we just added the ability to do GS Lite, so that's going to be mainly for our Brazilian customers mm-hmm. um, that are going to be taking advantage of that um, non SBAS type control. So it's a little bit lower than WAS. Oh, okay. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, f- fixes? You want to jump into uh, fixes, or do you have sure, any fixes other? Sure. Fixes sound good. Uh, so probably we had. Just a just a couple uh, major ones, uh, I'm guessing. Uh, so there w- was an issue with ISO Im- implements not updating properly in the machine configuration. So like kind of maybe just like what was going on there and what what's been done about it. Yeah, what happened is is with RCM. So you've got RCM, mm, okay. right? Makes You're sense. able to change configurations up mm-hmm. without actually changing the ECU out. Right. Um, so with uh, when you get into that case, um, we had customers that were adding on um, a, a particular boom, um, but then they would go change it. So okay. after they already added in the CR7, they would go change it. Well, then the CR7 wouldn't update. And so we would still have the boom there, but they wouldn't be the right widths or they wouldn't be the right 
um, mm-hmm. offset locations. Right. And so, therefore, um, we added the ability, or we fixed the problem where, so now we'll pull in that information um, when it's updated from the ISO node. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just little intercommunication uh, tweaks there. Yep, exactly. Just, okay. Just something, but um, I wanted to make sure it was highlighted because it can cause it can cause problems if you sure. if you don't know that that it's not happening. Correctly. Sure. So uh, just I probably maybe reiterate. So with that with that fix in place now, uh, they would just go to the to the ECU to the object pool and make those changes. Yep, as long as it was the same the same device. So if right. you're if you're there with an RCM and you're just going to update your widths, maybe yeah, you know your section widths. Uh, yeah, you just go to RCM, you change your section width, and then you'd be good to go. Right. But switching like switching one RCM for another or an RCM for a Hawkeye ECU that's going to re- cause you to go into machine configuration right. and delete okay. the old boom and add a new one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh. I okay. I'm gonna have to have you t- jump on that one. I'm not sure. Okay. What? Okay. Um. De- so the default working with. Um. So basically, that is. Um. Uh. That's your. That's your guidance with. Okay. 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 So your guidance. Uh, the guidance with wasn't coming across. Uh. Correctly, and so we would. It was another one of those. Wasn't getting updated. It was a little bit of a communication problem there. Oh, okay. And so now we've actually. Um made it so that we're we're reading that information correctly and mm-hmm. we're updating it when it gets updated. Sure. Um other than that there was there was a bunch of UI improvements and UI, you know user experience improvements. Mm-hmm. I mean we had we had uh we had some, you know, some issues with just long job names. We had issues with with uh you know UI slowing down and it seems like it's everything's slowing down. Right. Um We've, you know, so we've went through and we've really done a lot of, a lot of um, user experience type improvements to try to make sure that, that things were clear mm-hmm. uh, from a customer's perspective and so that uh, they worked and were functional. Sure. Yeah. And that, like you said, that, that's really, you know, where a lot of these other fixes are coming in. Uh you know, it's like maybe this wasn't displaying properly or this option wasn't available or, you know, when it should have been or, or uh, you know, things like that. Yeah, and, you know, you, it, it's uh, it's a version 2.1 of the CR7. And version 2.0 really, you know, kind of was its, its uh, the CR the CR series' major voyage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was its, we had a lot of features in the 2.0 version. Right. You know, and we had, you know, so... So for the 2.1, um, we had not, no, I mean, we took care of a lot of issues on the 2.0, but a lot of user experience stuff kind of comes from the field, right? Right, so exactly. After customers start using it, they're like, uh, hey, this should work a little differently, or hey, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so we find out a lot of stuff from our customers from the field. Those get flowed to engineering and we take care of them. So that's why you can see such a long list here, yep. right? We had a long list of features the time before. Um, not that they didn't work because the features worked. It's just that there was maybe oh, sure. a few few things that customers would prefer it a different way, right? We did right. it one way; they'd prefer it a different way. Yeah, yeah, and we do uh, we do beta testing, but that's that in itself is just a small uh, sam- group sample, you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it's going to be 
uh, different different people using it, different uh, use cases. Uh, just and that's that's exactly why when you say you know we're open to that feedback, that's what I mean. We're seriously using it. Yeah, absolutely. We have our Top Gun events, and we pull in yeah. stuff from it. Almost every Top Gun event that we've had, we've pulled in and done at least one of the ideas or suggestions that they've had pretty sure. much on almost all the Top Gun events. Mm-hmm. So um, we're using that feedback each and every day. Yeah. Well, all right. Did you have anything else you wanted to think we need to cover with, with this? I think, you know, yeah, it's like like we said, it's it's a longer list, but we hit the biggest ones on there. I think that probably that probably uh, needed a little bit of extra context to them, a little bit of extra explanation. Right. Or at least uh, at least a, a, a note, you know, the on-screen switch box, you know, almost everybody's going to use that. So right. as long as they yep. know it's there. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you.